an audiobook planned. Now, this is a novelette, so the audiobook will only be an hour, an hour and a half long, something like that. I hope to complete that in April, get it to my uh, pre-order folks first, and then get it out there to the rest of the world shortly thereafter. And then it'll be on to really working in earnest on Shadow of the Outsider. I've done a little bit more work on Shadow of the Outsider since last we spoke. There are two major sort of concurrent plot lines running in that novel. I've got that much figured out. And they run parallel and they overlap and they one affects the other and, and all that. I spent some time on one of those plot lines and I think I'm, I'm getting closer. Some ideas are percolating to the top uh, uh, that will further inform the world, which is always neat. Sort of the world building and the plotting and the thinking all kind of happen together and influence one another. And it, it's tricky because the, this particular plot line doesn't include really any characters who have previously appeared in Light of the Outsider or The Perfumed Air at Kawan and Tag Bay. So it's kind of like, you know, starting from scratch. The other plot line, without giving anything away, will include characters from Light of the Outsider. That'll be next. Kind of figure that out. So that's what's been happening. That's what's uh, kind of on the plate. You know, last episode, I asked you guys to help me decide a couple of things. Number one was what my next Scrib Totem article should be. And precisely one person, my delightful friend J.C. Hutchins, provided feedback. So his word is go, as far as I'm concerned, because he was the one who spoke up and had an opinion about it. So I'm going to be putting together an article about how I conceived and organized the free serial that I'm giving away when you join the mailing list community at mattselznick.com slash join the community dashes between the words. <laughs> Link in the show notes, of course. I'll be doing that article, not just on how... I go about plotting an ongoing serial fiction project and writing it and whatnot, but how and why I'm giving it away through the mailing list and how that all works from a technical standpoint as well as a marketing standpoint. So it's, it'll be kind of inside baseball, you know, but uh, if you are interested in both the creative and the marketing side of things as an independent creator, especially an independent publisher, author, then be on the lookout for that. What's the best way to make sure that you read that when I've finally written and published it? Well, of course, you need to join the community. Uh, be on that mailing list. MattSelsnick.com. Click on the Join the Community link in the menu. There's that. The other thing, I was uh, giving some thought about what I could do with a Substack newsletter. And uh, the idea of creating sort of a um, a commonplace book full of all of the interesting things that I pick up and put aside for later when I'm reading everyone else's blogs and newsletters and websites and whatnot. It's kind of my morning ritual. As I'm eating breakfast and having my coffee, I go through my RSS feeds 
what are RSS feeds, you ask? Well, there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, all the blogs and things that I read every morning. And, and I use a software called Dynalist to basically bookmark those things in a, uh, an outliner where I can refer to them later. Dynalist is awesome. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it in the past, but I'll have a link to it in the show notes. And it's also, uh, I talk about it on my resources page over at mattselznick.com, all the sort of tools and things that I use on a daily basis. Dynalist is at the center of my activity, both personally, professionally, and creatively, all of it. Invaluable. Great tool. Anyway, again, J.C. Hutchins said, that sounds groovy, this sort of weekly newsletter that includes basically creativity prompts, you know? What would you do with this interesting thing I read? How might it inform your fiction? The idea won't be to give you ideas for stories, necessarily, because we all have plenty of our own ideas for stories. You don't need my help there. But if I find something neat that kind of makes me think, then uh, there's a good chance other creators, other writers will find that interesting as well. So those are coming. The article about hazy days and cloudy nights and how and why I give it away on my mailing list and a Substack newsletter is coming. I need to prioritize, you know, kind of what I work on first and next. Obviously, finishing the perfumed air at Kwanantag Bay and getting that to market is most important. That's job one when it comes to my own creative endeavors this week. And then probably the article on hazy days and cloudy nights on serial fiction, giving it away via mailing list. And then uh, I'm, I'm probably going to figure out that Substack thing. And then boom, it's going to be all shadow of the outsider all the time until that book is planned, plotted, written, edited, and published. If you've been listening for a while, you know about the big plan. There will be a link in the show notes, naturally. But in, in short, the big plan is everything I've got laid out in terms of writing projects for the next six years or so. The idea being to get to a certain point before my 60th birthday. And I had scheduled things out over the next six years, including things that were supposed to happen at the end of 2020 and uh, throughout 2021. Perfume Dare at Quanantag Bay should have been out in December of 2020. That, of course, did not happen. It's going to be mid-March, early April for everybody, depending on whether you pre-ordered or not. The release date I had planned for Shadow of the Outsider was my birthday, July 14th of this new complicated mathematics. The blockchain verifies that this particular token is authentic and unique. And you can attach that token to a work of digital art, digital creation, and Bob's your uncle, there you have it. A way to make something that is functionally, infinitely, perfectly copyable into something that is one of a kind. I know, it's weird. Now, Beeple, uh, Mike Winkleman, 
this whole thing started. He's he's a, a high highly regarded graphic designer. He works with magazines and big brands and rock stars and whatnot. But on the side, for 13 years, he's had this project where he creates a new piece of digital art every single day. And when he heard about non-fungible tokens, and of course I'm I'm compressing and retelling his story in my own way, and I might be missing some things. But when he heard about the idea of a non-fungible token, an NFT, he took his first 13 years worth of these pieces of art and created a, a, a collage called 5,000 Days. He sold that to a collector for something like $60,000, right? That collector eventually then turned around and sold it at auction for, as I said, $69.3 million. Here's the amazing thing. Well, there's a couple of amazing things. For one thing, someone found value in having an original digital collection, a uniquely identifiable digital collection of Beeple's art, found it valuable enough to pay $60,000 directly to the artist for that, which is awesome. What's really fascinating about NFTs is when you turn a piece of digital art into an NFT, you can assign a royalty rate. Usually it's somewhere between 5 and 10%. So that every future sale of that NFT, you, the original creator, gets a cut. I'm pausing because as an independent creator, even as independent writers and authors, this should be making you think. This should be setting your gears in motion. This is a remarkable opportunity. Is it a fad? Maybe. I mean, the whole reason I heard about this thing is because uh, I am Facebook friends with the well-known traditional artist, Bob Eggleton, who's mostly known for doing uh, science fiction and kaiju and, and you know, monster type stuff. Uh, and he's, he's great. And he posted, hey, you know, what is this NFT thing? Can somebody explain it to me? And in the thread, while there were a few people explaining it, most of the people were traditional artists, artists who work in tangible media, you know, oils, pastels, whatever, bitching and moaning about how awful NFTs were and how this was a horrible thing for art and how it's hard enough to get into galleries already and now blah, 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 blah. And I'm reading all this stuff and I'm just thinking, wow, this is gift horse syndrome to the max. I often hear, especially traditional artists, people who work in tangible art, I often hear them complaining about how difficult it is to sell their art. What an insular and incestuous and reputation-driven and, and political mess the traditional art, especially gallery-driven traditional art scene can be. And in my mind, here I am seeing, well, here's an opportunity to do a, an end run around the gatekeepers at the galleries and at the auction houses and, and be able to sell your art directly to the people who really want it as an NFT. And, and But wait, you say, well, somebody makes an oil painting, I can't create an NFT about the, from that oil painting. Well, no. But here's what's happening. And again, 
independent writers be thinking about this? People are creating NFTs, and the NFT is associated with a digital file. Got it, right? It's a video clip or a, uh, an icon or a loot box for a video game or a piece of digital artwork, uh, you know, a digital painting, what have you, an audio file, music, whatever. But what the really savvy NFT creators are doing is they are attaching value adds to their NFT. So when somebody buys an NFT, they're not just getting a cutesy little icon that nobody else in the world has. They're maybe getting a, uh, a print of that icon, a physical print, or an hour-long Zoom conversation with the creator of the art, or discounts on all uh, uh, future offerings from that artist. Who knows? It doesn't matter. It, it, the point is you can, you can make the NFT something truly unique, and not just unique in terms of what the asset is, but you can make an NFT a way for people who find value in your work to purchase a unique experience. Now, circle back. This is what I do with my pre-orders, right? I handle direct pre-orders before I put my stuff out commercially. And those pre-orders always include a couple of extra things that I don't offer in any other way to any other people. And the pre-orders are always time-limited. This last one, I gave people two weeks to get in on it. And uh, 12 lovely people did. <laughs> As writers, as independent authors, what could we be doing associated with and around our works, our short stories, our books, our articles, our whatever it is that you create? What could we be doing around that that our audience would find value in that could be offered as an NFT, as a non-fungible token? I'm not sure exactly what just yet. But I know that I am strongly intrigued by this. And not just because of the example of Beeple. I don't I certainly don't expect to sell an NFT for $60,000 let alone $69.3 million or even a share of that. But here's the thing, a few years ago for about a year, I offered all of my creative endeavors on a pay-what-you-want basis. I would present a recommended price, but you could uh, pay more, you could pay less, you could even get it for free. Tried this for about a year. And most people paid right around the price that I suggested. Some people went ahead and paid less or took the item for free. But a few people, every once in a while, would pay orders of magnitude more than what I was suggesting for one particular item or another. And, and those people who assigned a value so much higher than the value that I myself assigned to the work, well, the end result was that they basically paid for the people who paid less or paid nothing. And so this made me realize 
back when. Nobody is going to care more about your work than you do. However, <laughs> some people out there put more value on your work than you might expect. They care in a different way. It's important to them in a different way. And as creators, we can't know. <laughs> we can't know what the limit is on that or who those people are until we give them the opportunity to show themselves. Until we give them the opportunity to express their opinion regarding the value of our work in their eyes. Pay what you want is one way to do it. NFTs might be another way to do it. What if every book that you put out, what if every Kindle ebook that you put out, you also created a version that included an autographed paperback and an hour-long phone conversation or something? I don't know. What is it? It's up to you, right? What would your community want? And yeah, I'm asking you guys, what would you, what would you want? Now, not even just from me specifically, I won't put you on the spot like that, but what would you, what would cause you to say, yeah, I'm going to buy that NFT from that independent author because they're offering X, Y, and Z. What is X, Y, and Z? I'm curious about it. I don't know the answer yet. But I think it's an amazing, tantalizingly fascinating uh, development. Who cares about your work? I guess there's two answers. Nobody's going to care about your work like you do. And you have no idea who cares about your work more than you expect them to. We owe it to ourselves as independent creators to try to find out, though. So I'll have links to NFTs and uh, how that works and where you can get on board with NFTs if you're interested. I'll have links to all that stuff in the show notes at mattselznick.com. Just click on the podcast link and look for this episode, episode 32. Or you can go to sonatotem.com. It will take you directly to the podcast page at mattselznick.com. I'll have links to all this stuff. It's fascinating. As always, I look for your feedback and your comments on this or any episode. You can leave a comment in the show notes for episode 32 of Sonatotem. Once again, just go to mattselznick.com, click on the podcasts link and find episode 32. Scroll down to the comments section and go to town. Or you can email me at matt at mattselznick.com. By the way, that's M-A-T-T-S-E-L-Z-N-I-C-K.com. Matt at mattselznick.com. Email me there with your thoughts and comments. If you'd like to record a little voice message that I could play in the show, you can do your comment that way and just email that short file to matt at mattselznick.com. I'll put it in the show. 
and we'll have sort of a time-shifted conversation, you and I. Your rating and review. I know, we talk about it every episode at the end. Your rating and review for the Sonatotem podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or even Amazon Play or Amazon Music has a podcast thing now. Wherever you get your podcasts, there is a way to rate and review this show. I would love it if you would do that. Just take a minute to provide a rating and an honest review in your own words. It really does help the show become more visible. And greater visibility means more listeners. More listeners means I get to help more people as I share my creative journey. I just can't use that phrase in a serious tone of voice. But that's what it is. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so please rate and review wherever it is that you get your podcasts. I would love it if you would follow slash subscribe to Sonatotem. It's free. Again, wherever you get your podcasts, just click on the follow or subscribe button for this show so that you get it every single time it comes out. You can find Sonatotem in pretty much every podcast app and directory, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of them. I'm all over the place. So however you like to do it, make sure you subscribe or follow. Apple Podcasts has started calling it follow because they're worried that people are going to hear the word subscribe and think it costs money. It doesn't cost money. It's free. It's absolutely free to listen to this show. And I will never have ads. So it really is free. I'll never try to sell you a mattress or some socks or some underwear. All right. Who cares about your work? Turns out that's a complicated question. And that's a really good thing for independent creators. My name is Matthew Wayne Selznick. Take care. Mm-hmm.